The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Dr. Eve Hudson is also known as the Purpose Professor and is a proud native of Charlotte, North Carolina. She is the oldest of three and was reared by a single mother in a low socioeconomic household. She went on to become the first generation college student and eventually earning her PhD by the age of 28. She has provided years of service in higher education and then she took the leap to begin her entrepreneurial journey. In this journey, she has learned to take her passions and turn them into profitable endeavors. And she established the Purpose Professor Limited Liability Company and also has a line of apparel known as Purely Dope. Dr. Hudson is also the author of 1865, in which she talks about facing adversity and navigating the complexities of transitioning into adulthood. As the creator and host of the Purpose University podcast, she encourages her listeners to create their best life and be their most authentic self. She also gives back to the community through her nonprofit known as the Resilient Scholars Foundation. Dr. Hudson realizes the importance of being resilient, intentional, and authentic. And she's on a mission to help others create their best life through personal development and through entrepreneurship. So family, let's welcome to the Minding My Black Business podcast, Dr. Eve Hudson. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, Minding My Black Business family. You're in for a treat. So today we have with us um, on our podcast, Dr. Eve Hudson, and she is going to talk to us about so many great things, but most importantly about purpose. Um, so I'm ready. I got my notebook out. Um, and if you, if you don't, I'm going to give you a few seconds to get yours. Uh, so, <laughs> so before we get into all that, Eve, can you introduce yourself to the family? Well, good morning, and thank you for having me again, uh, Dr. Taylor. I really appreciate it. So I am Dr. Eve Hudson, a native of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, My big thing is that I was a first-generation college student, ended up getting a PhD at the age of 28, worked in my field for a number of years, which is higher education administration, and one day just realized I needed to do something different. Not that I wanted to do something different, but I needed to do something different because for a very long time, there was a tug mm-hmm. on my spirit mm-hmm. to um, work beyond one space, if that makes sense. Right. And so that one space was that I really longed to travel and inspire people, and especially college students. Um, I wanted to be able to help other people get through their own adversity and to really just be able to push people forward in life. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to transition to entrepreneurship full time which is really speaking 
and I started um, my company, which is a limit, the Purpose Professor Limited Liability Company. Mm-hmm. And I just go by the Purpose Professor because I like the way it sounds a little bit better. <laughs> got like a, got a little ring Quite to it. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like shorten it up, so I was like, okay, I'm the Purpose Professor, but people don't realize, no, like it's actually a company. It's the whole LLC. Right. Which really, my goal is um, helping others to to grow uh, personal development, transformation, entrepreneurship, some of the topics that. I like to, to just really touch on uh, to get people feeling good about their life. So that's mm. me in a nutshell. Oh my goodness. Okay. And so where can they find you? I am everywhere. Um, All right. yes. <laughs> um, my favorite places to be, however, mm-hmm. are Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me on both. If you at E V E H U D S O N P H D. Um, which will be at evehudsonphd.com. And of course, connecting with me through my website at www.evehudsonphd.com. So if you just find that you can't, you can't miss me. There you go. There you go. And we will include that information in the show notes um, so that people get an opportunity to click that if they happen to be, um, you know, traveling to work or otherwise can't write that down. We got you covered. We got you covered. (laughs) So um, Dr. Hudson, I am curious, why is purpose important? And can purpose and life be different from purpose and business? Ooh, oh, you come okay. with the big guns. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, hey, um, look, look, caffeine, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I have water, but it's just as good. Just, <laughs> uh, man, so why is purpose important? Mm-hmm. Purpose is important because it is our guiding light. Mm. It is the thing that helps us, um, as you and I talked you know, in the previous conversation, it helps us to focus. Mm-hmm. It helps us to know what we're doing, how we're going to do it, and why we're doing it. But the biggest thing is why. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us do things, and I say a lot of us because myself was included for a very long time, we'll, you know, we'll do things because it seems like it's the right thing to do, but then we don't enjoy it because there's no connection to something deeper. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with a lot of us um, being spiritual beings, and I say spiritual beings because we all have different religious practices, but we all believe in something. Yeah, And so with that, purpose is universal because be it that I'm telling you that it's purpose, you know, that God has given you, if it's a call for Allah, if it's aligning yourself with achieving your highest self, like as in Buddhism, it is really all about finding your why and knowing why you do something so that it keeps you motivated. And we all have a purpose in, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And so ironically, rolling into the second answer to your question, is your purpose in business and your professional life different? I say yes and no. Because your purpose in business can help you discover your purpose in your professional life if there is one. Uh-huh. And the same thing for finding purpose in your personal life can help you find it in your, your professional life again, if there should be one, because I truly believe that while some of us are sure of purpose in our personal life and our professional life, Mm -hmm. some of us only have purpose, at least that we are aware in one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that everybody who was put on earth to live out some incredible, you know, insanely professional dream and to really walk in this deep calling, 
may not be able to find purpose in their personal life, mm-hmm. at least not right away, or it may take years, or even may evolve to where eventually their purpose becomes personal and less professional. Mm-hmm. So the thing about purpose too is that it's evolving, and I think that's something a lot of people don't really understand, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be just one thing or all the time. Mm-hmm. Our purpose is generally rooted in what we have been through, and then because of what we've been through, what we are so drawn to do um, to help. So purpose is really too about helping, mm-hmm. and it's not always about, hey, I'm gonna run a nonprofit for mentoring girls, that's my purpose, to help young women. For some people, it is really like banking and finance has always been a pain for me, and I just wanna help other people relieve that pain. Mm-hmm. But we don't see sometimes those non, um, deeply people-oriented things that are just like, oh, I want to help you be a better person. We don't always see that as things that can be purposeful, but they very well are. And it's what comes natural to you as well. Mm -hmm. So given that I shared, um, again, in a previous conversation with you that I love working with college students, I always have. That's what really lured me into higher education. I had a phenomenal college experience, started on my own path professionally, could not get enough working with college students. But I also always had a draw to speak. Like it was a natural thing. Let me get in front of these people and give them something to help them live well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to travel. So it just kept pulling at me. So I had to follow that. And I have been more fulfilled now than I have been in the past. And that's exciting for me. So even through hardship, that's the other thing. Purpose Mm -hmm. will still drive you. That's so dope. Okay. Okay. It is. I'm like, mm hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> so what was it about college age students versus, you know, high schoolers or, you know, that sort of drew you to them in terms of like, this is the, this is the group that I want to work with? I think it was, again, purpose and, you know, experience and your own testimony. Mm-hmm. For me, college was the pivot of my life. And I realized that I, too, could help others make the same pivots in their life because college is a time where you are, to me, more impressionable than you are in high school and middle school. Mm. And that's the one time in your life, should you choose to pursue higher education, where you can really be shaped into something better or worse. Yeah. And while being an adult is going to happen anyway. Uh (laughs) My whole thing is, how can I help you to be a better adult, Mm -hmm. a more encouraged adult, an adult that truly believes in Mm themselves? Because in college, uh, coming from, again, a a first-generation background, low low SES, Mm -hmm. household is what I was raised in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to college and I was encouraged to be bold and to be great and you know dream big but I didn't really come into myself until I went to college Mm -hmm. nor did I begin to realize my potential until I had gone to college right and how powerful that experience was for me I wanted to help others in the same in the same way like those who helped me right and so I set out on a journey to figure out how to do do it and it's not that I ever got over wanting to be in college, but it's just such an impactful time mm-hmm. where there's so much chaos in our life, dating and relationships and dealing with friendships and money and family. Oh my goodness. You start dealing with those things in college on a right. different level than in high school and even in adulthood. So really 
causes that time to where you have four, maybe five, maybe six years uh -huh. um, where there's someone who can put their hand on you and say, I got you. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, we're going to walk through this together so that when you leave here, you will be ready. Right. And so for me, um, that college, it just happens there. But more than anything, it happened to me. So then it becomes a very relatable thing. Uh -huh. um, I do enjoy speaking to all groups, but the college student is my passion uh -huh. because there's something about those students right. <laughs> that I feel like I, I live for. Mm -hmm. But it's seeing them become amazing people that really is like, man, this is incredible. So mm -hmm. that's my, my long story short. <laughs> no, I get it. And you're right. Um, that college age, you are walking into adulthood with zero training. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> zero training. Zero training. Making such huge decisions that could impact you from now until whenever. And so you're you're absolutely right. So I get that wholeheartedly. Um, I do. Okay, so how can, I'm curious, it's me being nosy now. So how can you tell, or can you tell, when a business or an entrepreneur is leading without purpose? Mm, they give up easy. Mm, come on. They give up easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Purpose does not mean that it's going to be easy. It means that it's possible. Mm. And it means that when you know what you know when you know. That's kind of like give like when somebody's in a relationship and they know that they know they're not supposed to be in a relationship, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and they just kind of like oh, but I'm a I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stay here because you know this just okay, but it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But you know that you know you're supposed to be leaving another relationship and you right. don't do it. It's kind of crazy. So it's kind of like and I say kind of crazy because it's when you know what you know what you know, you act on it. Right. So as those who are seeking entrepreneurship are already in it mm -hmm. your purpose you can't give up on your purpose because that's like saying if you believe in god you, i'm giving up on god mm -hmm. because when you're put here for something for a reason and you identify what that is you have to see it through or else you're going to keep coming back to it and hitting brick walls in other ways mm -hmm. because it nothing else will make sense to you so people who give up easy um the second two is again those who can't find focus Mm -hmm. And I know as I've even like, you know, we've had so many great conversations, okay. but as we talked about previously as well, it's the idea of focus. When you have purpose, at least you know how to focus. Mm -hmm. And so for me, while I enjoy doing multiple projects, all of them focus on college students. Mm -hmm. So when I'm creating content, when I am thinking about how I'm connecting with other people, it's truly about where are my college students at. Right. Where are they at or how can this serve them best? Um, what problem am I solving for them? And so if it's lifting them, if it's inspiring them, if it's doing something to help them be better people, then I can focus that thing. So, yeah, those two things. Yeah. Um, they, they give up easy and they lack focus. Mm. Okay. Okay, I'm sitting in that. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> So yes, we have had some great conversations and um, some things that overlap in terms of, you know, I've spent some time at uh, working at colleges and universities. And mm. one of the other things that we have in common is that we both have a podcast. 
Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so the Purpose Podcast, how did that come to be? How, how did you get there? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny because I was never, there were two things I was never going to do, or at least not now, that was do the podcast and write the book. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Maybe that's like <laughs> five or 10 years down the road. But then I realized that the podcast gave me an outlet to just do what I do. Mm. And Instagram is great. Mm-hmm. I like it because it is an, an avenue to be able to share. Social media is great, just period. Mm-hmm. But for me, podcasting was the most natural fit. Mm-hmm. I have a background in mass communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was in undergrad, that's what I studied. I was a communication major. Okay. And I had planned on being a radio host. Oh. I wanted to be a radio host because I wanted to use my voice uh-huh. to uplift the masses. Come on. So mm-hmm. how crazy, and I said it before, you can't escape your purpose. Right, right. <laughs> because when I thought about different avenues for continuing to inspire people, one of the first things that came to mind was, oh my God, I can do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Because it blends both my love for music mm-hmm. and my love for inspiring people. And I can do it, for lack of better words, on my own terms. Right. And so I have essentially created my own my own show, <laughs> my own little radio show. It's not radio, yes. but it's, my, yes. it's so similar to what it is but it allows me to be very intentional and the message that I deliver, the music that I choose um, to be very intentional and in how I still take those skills that I never thought I'd do anything with and use them. Right. So now I'm actually, and this is really ironic to me, I have transformed um, so much with this entrepreneur in, endeavor or endeavors mm-hmm. that I am actually using every last one of my degrees, um, which before in like, a specific position I may not have been able to do so, but now I'm using all my degrees. And so my mass comm degree came back around hmm. with the podcast because if there's an encouraging word um, or a thought that I really want to sit with people and maybe travel mm-hmm. at is a little bit more general sometimes, I could put in a podcast and share it. And it's also another avenue for me to speak yeah. that may not be necessarily a paid avenue, but something that I could still encourage people. Um, I believe truly, you know, that I was born to inspire. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure everything that I put out is about inspiring others and helping them shift their mindsets to see the sunshine um, beyond the clouds if it's raining kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so I uh, soaked in um, some episodes and was checking out um, I think you have a phrase like around empower, no, inspire and empower. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and some of the, the themes that came out of that is sort of not getting caught up in pleasing others, um, not letting fear sort of um, take a hold of you. And so I feel like that's a message for our Black entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so what do you think it is that in terms of entrepreneurship, specifically for black entrepreneurs, that they need to know when it comes to 
sort of doing this grind because this is this can be fun work but it's definitely not easy work right right let's let's be clear so what do you think entrepreneurs need to hear black entrepreneurs need to hear when it comes to that because i'm thinking like it's early monday morning what might they need to know um to get through this week if I could sit down and have a, a cup of tea, maybe, Come on, with yeah. one of them and tell them something, <laughs> it would be um, something that a really good friend of mine who is also an entrepreneur shared with me, and it is, you are enough. Mm. And you can never doubt if you are enough, even when it seems like nobody hears you or nobody believes in you, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Coming from really that, that, again, a low ACS background, being a black woman, because both of those things matter, being black and a woman, that double minority that I, if I'm being really candid, did not really come into understanding what that really meant until I became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a black woman, being, I would even still say young, you know, I'm less than 35. Yeah. And I'm a an earned doctor. Mm -hmm. So to mix all those things together and to put myself out in a big world, I sometimes had fear that one people wouldn't respect me because I was young. And that's actually been something that I've had to to kind of, I don't say fight with, but kind of working through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like I'm young, but I'm qualified. And being a black (laughs) woman, sometimes realizing that the food changed in spite of what people may, Oh, you know, it's not that way that it's, you know, white men, white women, black men, black women mm-hmm. in that in that order of who am I looking for and, and who who can serve best. Right. Um, sometimes it's being looked over and undervalued. Mm-hmm. And to be taught to be strong though, but then to come from a Louis Fizz background where my networks aren't the same as some of my peers from middle class and you know, upper class um backgrounds where have to grind a little bit harder. There were a lot of things that made me feel like I was already in a losing race when I stepped my foot into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, why would you do it then? Because I knew that I was put on this earth for a purpose and I knew what my purpose was. I know what it is. And I would not rest until I fulfilled it, until I was walking in it. Mm-hmm. So it was worth the sacrifice to me to step into it in spite of what I heard or what I had as limiting beliefs before I started in entrepreneurship. And when things started to change for me, I realized that, oh man, <laughs> yeah. it's not about really being Louis C.S. or a black woman or a young doctor. It's really about reaching for the stars in your purpose and watching things manifest because when you know what you're doing is greater than you and for a greater reason, it's because what, you know, God put you on this earth to do mm-hmm. or whoever you are, you know, your higher being may be when they put you on this earth to do that thing. It's almost as though nothing can get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And so when you believe that you are enough because this is what you are purposed for, mm-hmm. you become unstoppable. Mm. And while it may take time to build because everything takes time to build, mm-hmm. while it may take time to build, you have to remember that you are enough and in due time, in due season, who is supposed to hear you when they're supposed to hear you. And for whatever reason, as opposed to hear you, they will. Mm-hmm. So continue to walk forward because 
destiny, you know, it's, it's no matter how you look at it, destiny is destiny Mm -hmm. and you would get there. But as black people, sometimes I feel like we're torn down a little bit before we even get started. Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, right. Uh, it's almost as if they're afraid uh, of what we could accomplish uh, without that negativity. Hmm. Uh, without the negativity, <laughs> negativity is a powerful, it's a powerful thing. And I mean, right. I try not to be too technical, but historically, you know, there were so many. There's been so many things that have been put in place systematically to oppress mm-hmm. people of color and women. Mm-hmm. And so especially coming, like I said, from the black woman perspective, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. But I'm like, wait a minute. When we sometimes think about roadblocks, I think that's when we also take our eyes off of who we're supposed to serve. Mm-hmm. Because one of the reasons I stopped being so fearful is because I recognize, I talk to you a lot about college students, but I am very particular about uh, women college students and black women college students. Mm-hmm. It's not that I said, oh, but I don't want to box myself in. No, it's not that at all. But I do recognize that sometimes I have um, something that I can give to a black, a young black woman, a college student mm-hmm. that I might not be able to give to others, you know, maybe even a, a young white college male. Right. And that's not to say that he still can't learn something from me, but we typically serve those with whom we can relate in some kind of way. Right. And I think that's one of the things about entrepreneurship. Well, who's your target audience? A lot of times people look at their target audiences, they're looking for them based off of relatability mm-hmm. i mean look at i mean you're trying to be playing look at boosted you know mm-hmm. i mean he's he's a rapper but he knows that his target audience are people who understand the struggle mm-hmm. and i bring him up because like well how so he wouldn't be making music you know for groups beyond maybe an african-american group from the projects how however that doesn't mean his his music doesn't resonate right with the masses or at least people beyond what that group is, but he knows his target, so he knows how to speak and interact. And I use him because it's like, he wouldn't be the person that you think, because no, he's not this prominent figure, but he is. Mm-hmm. We know. He's an instrument. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's like he is, but it's also probably one of those unexpected things. But right. I'm not boosted, you know? Right. Like, I'm not trying to be, it's kind of like, well, it boosted because I'm, I mean, I, I tell you, I love music, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I'm in trouble too. So yeah. I might even be one of those people who'd be in this, targeting like so unexpected why because I know where I come from mm-hmm. and I know music that I used to listen to to like to understand what what life was around me mm-hmm. and to even transcend social class a bit and right. to think well okay I may be a you know a fan still but I'm no longer a target mm-hmm. um and so whereas on the other hand people like Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. she is I mean definitely I would say a figure for the LGBT community. Right. But I'm still a fan because her work is definitely one of helping people and uplifting others. Mm-hmm. So she targets women as well, mm-hmm. but you can, you know, you can see things, but that look, yeah, all of that just to say what I've said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 look, we got pretty long with this question, but I just right. something about no, it. Oh, that was, that was it. That was it. Okay. Okay. Whew. All right. So, <laughs> that was good that was really Thank good you. I appreciate that. your your book oh. 1865 right <laughs> oh yeah hello there we go what inspired that mm. man okay I keep saying it's so crazy I need to probably write a book about my college experience which actually no 1865 that's what it's about it's really um about my college experiences mm-hmm. but less about 
oh, me and Johnny held hands and we walked through the tree, you know, whatever, it's kind of weird. But um, it's really about taking the lessons I learned in different aspects of life mm. to be able to teach it um, to other people who are, not to other people who are uh, growing into adulthood, mm-hmm. for people who are experiencing a transition or even people who just need to be lifted. Right. So. I try not to, you know, I said box the book in, like it's only for this one person, but in, in the book, I was thinking about, when I was writing the book, I was thinking about all the things that I needed to tell my younger self. Mm. And I was thinking about the things that um, I learned that maybe if I had learned sooner or knew, knew before, if I would have handled other stuff differently. And so when I decided to write my book, it was very much so focused on how can I tell my younger self all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about anxiety and I was thinking about relationships and self-esteem and following your purpose, all of these things. And so I really just kind of put it all in the book so that again, in targeting mostly college students and often um, college women, I decided to give them those lessons in, in book form. That's, that's dope. I love it. And I love the way that you just love and share your love of Shaw University. Yes, Lord. HBCU. And it's funny that you mentioned that too. Why eighteen sixty five? Um, Because I, I can go ahead and tell you that. Because yeah. it's kind of like, well, how, why eighteen sixty five? And then a book has nothing to do with the year 1865. Mm. Oh, okay, 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 let me explain. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very intentional in doing that because one, it makes you say what? Right. <laughs> right. And I want people to say what and look more. Um, it was a way of me paying homage to two things. Mm. Um, my, my whole platform is really about overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and it's about really living your best life. So 1865 is representative of Shaw University where I began to live my best life, mm-hmm. where I got the tools that I needed um, in so many ways to go on and to continue to become who I am mm-hmm. and who I will be. Mm-hmm. So that's one way I said paying homage, but also in 1865, and this is the other part of it, um, where slaves had been freed, right? Mm-hmm. And they had now been in positions where they could willingly pursue higher education or freely mm-hmm. pursue higher education. And higher education was so transformative both for the slaves and being able to make progress to middle class for being able to come through the struggle really to be freed like education freed a lot of folks but also that year was a freeing year for black people right um, in america so they both overlapped to where 1865 was free for my people and it was freeing for me as a student at shaw and so how could i go back and represent that um to say kind of, I don't want to say the struggle is over, but you can't overcome. But in both cases, education being a platform for then, you know, freed slaves. Mm -hmm. And then even for me, having gone to Shaw, a school that was built by the hands of former slaves, Mm -hmm. a school that was the first to have lawyers and doctors and to have black women attending school mm-hmm. on their campus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was powerful in both ways. So I was like, it, this just resonates. So, yeah. you know, it ends up not being about Shaw, but about my growth at Shaw. But then also, again, the title is representative of the freedom and growth of a black people. Yeah, I love that. 
Thank you. <laughs> so as a fellow HBCU grad, I can appreciate that. And I love it that you highlight that. So we definitely got to have a link to the book. Uh, yes. So you all can pick that up and um, get these lessons. Uh, so. <laughs> yes, you gonna learn today. <laughs> yes, yes. Whether you whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> All right, look, I, I'm with it. <laughs> so we have established that you have a podcast, that you've written a book, that you speak to audiences. Um, I imagine there are tons of other things. I, you have a nonprofit, so a whole bunch of things, right? Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. whole bunch of things. <laughs> right. right. You wear so many hats. How do you take care of yourself in the midst of all those things? Ooh, glad you asked. Yes, um, I had to. <laughs> because it's something that I was actually talking to a friend about on yesterday. Um, just the the art of being an entrepreneur and how really for me entrepreneurship is a form of self-care and working in a traditional nine to five did not necessarily work for me. Mm -hmm. And I had a really hard time um, saying that out loud for, for a long time, because it's like, well, what if I have to go back to work? Well, if I do eventually then it'll change, but being an entrepreneurship has helped me to balance the scales actually. Mm-hmm. Where while I have many projects working on, I can speed it up or slow it down. Mm-hmm. I can say, hey, I need to contract this out to someone. Or I can say, I'm going to take two days to learn it and do it myself. Ah. It's saying, hey, I'm going to focus on this one thing this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being able to gauge for myself what I need and how I need it and when I need it. Yeah. Um, the other part of that would definitely be that... I have far more flexibility in my life now. Mm. So when you think about how you take care of yourself as an entrepreneur, really entrepreneurship in itself is taking care of me. Yeah. Because if I need to get up a little later one day or go to sleep a little later another day, mm-hmm. um, depending on what my schedule looks like and the things that I have going on, those are things that I can do. I can gauge how many speaking uh, events I take on mm-hmm. and how many I, you know, decline <laughs> at the same time. Right. Um, as an entrepreneur, I get to set the pace for a lot of things, but also being able to eat healthier. Um, something I haven't been shared publicly yet. I was talking to a friend the other day. We were talking about exercise and entrepreneurship. <laughs> like everything mm-hmm. is because of entrepreneurship talk, but it's so fun to talk about. Right. But one of the things for me is I had not recognized that I had lost 62 pounds wow. until recently. And it was like 62 pounds. Well, a couple of years ago, I had lost a hundred pounds and I gained 90 of it back. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, life happened, things happened. I was okay, whatever, but I've been hiding behind my fat again. Mm -hmm. And since I've been really on this entrepreneurial journey, I noticed that I'm sleeping better and Mm -hmm. I've lost weight. I don't want to be one of those stress entrepreneurs and I chose not to be. So I was like, though I have a lot of stuff going on, if I can't do something right now, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I have the rest of my life to do it. Right. Um, I don't see entrepreneurship as a short-term thing that I got to do it now. I'm seeing it as I'm trying to keep this up for the long haul. So right. if something has to take a back seat, that's fine. <laughs> right. um, but even to like the weight loss thing, I had not recognized it, but even in my eating patterns or being able to work out or take care of me mm-hmm. has been so possible um, in entrepreneurship. And 
I've been thinking lately, lot, lately, thinking a lot lately about um, doing even a podcast on entrepreneurship as a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. And for me, as someone who's long struggled with anxiety and depression, uh, I was having panic attacks at work mm-hmm. in you know, one of my last positions. And it was, it was getting in the way of my work and work performance. Right. So when I had to choose between a nine to five and some of the stress that came with it and the demand um, that came with some of the roles that I entered, not that the demand was bad or I could not perform, but trying to take care of myself, um, that was something that was put on the wayside. Mm-hmm. But then when I put myself in a different position to say I'm going to take care of myself first, um, take an Epsom salt bath if I need to, you right. know, right. You know Get some, get some sleep, you know, eat a good nourishing meal. Um, entrepreneurship then became the, oh, because I'll be very, very candid. I never thought about being an entrepreneur until I left my last job. Mm-hmm. I same had, here, same here. Really, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. crazy. So it was, yeah, it was never something that I felt like was in my, my fiber, you know, like, right. oh, some people, I was born to be an entrepreneur. And I'm right. like, no, I didn't never, I never felt that way. Right. But really I had, um, left my last job to really take care of my health because I had some stuff that was going on. Um, and I was just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So I left to take a year off, mm-hmm. literally to take a year off, get myself together. And I was going to go back to work. Um, I was like, okay, cool. You know, just, just give yourself some time. Cause I needed to heal. Right. I had a lot happen. And I want to say maybe in like the first three months or so, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give this thing a try. Let me see what can happen. And thus far, this has been a thing that I have done the longest um, because it's the thing that has been the most rewarding for me right. and it's the thing that works the best for me, mm-hmm. uh, for me and for my lifestyle. And, you know, being a young married woman and I have a husband who works like crazy, but when he has vacation time, we don't have to be like, okay, well, can we do this? If I don't have anything going on, we can very well take right. this trip. We can very Rock well do the thing. Yeah. So it, it works better for me. I and I was like, man, when I found um, entrepreneurship, I found my peace. Mm-hmm. So how do I take care of myself? Um, because I am also in a position where it's what I do full time. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to navigate my schedule a lot better okay. than people who are maybe doing entrepreneurship on the side. Right. But again, I say to those people, if entrepreneurship is your high, you know, doing something as a side hustle for you, mm-hmm. definitely consider that it's something you're trying to do for life. Yeah. So it's trying to do for the long term. So don't stress yourself out trying to make it big in a year. Mm-hmm. It might not be another five to seven years before you get where you want to be. Right. But you have to keep at it because if it's what's for you, it's what's for you. Right. And it's not just a this is just quick cash because nothing yeah. I'm doing is quick cash. It's stuff that I really want to sustain. That's it. And um, if I need to change in the future, I can. Mm-hmm. And if it means it's not into 20 years, not I'm a millionaire. That's cool. I'm going to get there. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, whew, I love it. Everything that you've said. Mm-hmm. And um, I've like thought about three other different things while you've been talking. I've been listening. <laughs> I'm saying it could be a whole nother conversation. And so um, I know that time is money. And so I'm not going to take up your entire good morning. But um, so I just want to say thank you for coming to the podcast. And but before you go, I have one last question. Oh, absolutely. And that is what does minding my black business mean to you? Mm, Minding my black business. Yes, ma'am. That means that I am focused on 
my business. Right. Okay. <laughs> that means that I am that I am inspired not to just focus on my business, but to be uh, I'm about to use the word mindful yeah. of all the other black businesses around me mm-hmm. and how I am helping others to to grow and to manifest their own dreams. Mm. So when me minding my business, I am helping you and yours. Mm. Um, is to be kind of like people say, mind your business. Right. Well, if my business is inspiring people, right. <laughs> then me doing what I'm supposed to be doing is helping you to do what you're supposed to do as well. Mm-hmm. Be it that you are a budding entrepreneur or a growing college student or even a, a woman who's coming out of a divorce and changing her profession all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, is to be also mindful of the fact that as a black woman with a business that I am, I am here and I don't plan on going anywhere. Right. And so to continue to fight, um, go forward. So minding my business, doing what I got to do to make sure this thing grows, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing what I have to do to make sure that when it's time to show up, I show up. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I think. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Oh my God. Minding my business. <laughs> that's it. Minding your business. Yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness. Dr. Hudson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, these questions are good to me this morning. I'm like, it, it, like it, it roll. Like I'm like, man, it's making me feel some kind of way. <laughs> Fantastic. So, if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website mindingmyblackbusiness.com and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all family and when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know.